What's up, boys? Coming to you on another fabulous Friday for your week four preview of the matchups coming up this Sunday. Uh, So for those of you keeping track at home, last week was another uh, 50-50 split on the picks for yours truly. That was two weeks straight at uh, half right, half wrong, and uh, giving me a total percentage on the season of just over about 55%. So I'm going to try to do a little bit better today. Hopefully some of the predictions go a bit more the way I say they do, so it looks like I really know what I'm talking about. Otherwise, I'm just sort of making it up as I go along. So, But we're going to start with uh, Zachy versus Roberto in uh, this week four preview show. Uh, you can see starting at the quarterback position, um, Zachy perhaps ready to vamoose from the city of Atlanta because not only is he starting the quarterback playing against the Atlanta Falcons in Atlanta, he is choosing to keep the quarterback of the Atlanta Falcons on his bench for the same game. I mean, I can't really blame him because the Falcons have had offensive struggles since the get-go, but um, we'll see what Taylor Heineke can do against the Dirty Birds on Sunday. For Rob, we have um, you know Kyler Murray with a pretty tough matchup uh, against the the LA Rams. He is a number two quarterback overall right now. He can move with his feet. He can, you know, last week he had 38 points and no throwing touchdowns. So he can put up a score without really needing to do typical uh, quarterback things. But, um, you know, the Rams defense is a real one. So we'll see if he can continue to be evasive in the pocket and put up another big week for Rob, who he is uh, you know, he's probably going to really count on after the weeks he's been getting from his receivers. Tyreek Hill you know, held in check for the second straight week last week. Calvin Ridley, we talked about the struggles of Atlanta. And um, getting Marquise Brown uh, involved in the lineup this week, but um, you know, a bit of a tough matchup on the road in Denver. So he's really going to be looking for those receivers to to get out of their funk and hopefully carry him uh, to a victory, which he certainly needs at a at a one and two record on a two game losing streak at the moment. For uh, for Zachy, I mean, he's got sneaky talent at wide receiver. I mean, Debo Samuel after the first week, I mean, he had that fifty point game, so that's really keeping him up at the top. But he's currently wide receiver eight on the year. If um San Francisco, you know, gets their passing and going a little bit more, which, I mean, they don't have much running game because all the running backs keep getting hurt. And we'll see if um, if the re- return of Brandon Ayuk kind of takes away some of that volume that Debo might have been seeing, especially week one, like Ayuk wasn't out there. So that's why Debo got all the targets. But we saw last week with uh, Minnesota that Seattle's pass defense is not really one to be afraid of. So it could be another big day for uh, Debo Samuel and the 49ers. But the big question mark uh, for Zachy is how healthy is Deontay Johnson for Pittsburgh? And are we excited about the Pittsburgh offense at all right now? I mean, there was a bad, bad loss last week for Pittsburgh against Cincinnati, 10 to 24 against the Bengals. It's not what you've been used to seeing uh, as a Steelers fan or anyone keeping an eye on that division. So if uh, Deontay Johnson is fully healthy, he was you know the target leader for the team in the games that he was playing. So hopefully he can get back to form. For Zachy, he's certainly going to need him. But um, as it sits right here, I think this is going to be a bounce back week for Rob's rece- receivers. I think Tyreek Hill is going to um, you know, break a play uh, open against the Eagles. And I think Calvin Ridley is going to get more involved on a soft Washington uh, secondary. It's actually like 30th, I think, in the league right now. They've been letting up a lot of uh, big passing games. So this could be the week that both of those guys um, get something going for Rob. Next up, we have Blue versus Chase. Uh, Blue currently sitting uh, 0-3, Chase at a 
slightly better one and two. Uh, Chase got his game started last night in the Thursday night matchup with Marvin Jones. Not the performance he was probably looking for uh, from Marvin Jones, but it's kind of what we talked about um, in the preseason, how this Jacksonville team, you know, I mean, one, they have a rookie quarterback and it's tough to know how effective a rookie quarterback is going to be coming in. But two, they have sort of a, like a three-headed monster at receiver. They have Marvin Jones, they have LaVishka Chenault, and they had DJ Chart. Granted, DJ Chart got injured, I think, early in this game. It might have been before. I didn't really see. But um, you would think that that would lead um, to helping Marvin Jones, but it might have just helped the defense, you know, really clamp down on who they thought the number one guy in Jacksonville was. So that might have been why Jones did not see a lot of work against Cincinnati. So only six points uh, to work with as a starting point there for Chase puts him sort of a bit uh, behind where he would want to be, especially with looking at his running backs who have a couple of tough uh, matchups. Ezekiel Elliott going up against some surprisingly um, effective defense of Carolina. Granted, it's maybe it's their defense. Maybe it's who they play. They haven't played really a lot of great, great teams. So Maybe the Cowboys um, sort of break that uh, wide open. And then we have uh, Saquon Barkley, who had a decent showing against Atlanta last week. Maybe not quite as much uh, as you would have hoped against a soft defense like Atlanta. And he was, I think, knocked out for at least part of that game and came back in. But uh, going up against New Orleans, they're pretty stout up front. So it could be tough going for both Elliott and Barkley. Meanwhile, for Blue, making um, perhaps an interesting decision if, he, if his lineup holds where it is, uh, putting in J.D. McKissick uh, for Washington going up against Atlanta, the the pass-catching back there for the football team. I mean, he can be heavily involved as being a half-point you know, per reception league. Everyone he gets is definitely going to boost his score a little bit extra, but it's going to be really difficult if, um, if Jonathan Taylor is healthy and active. It's going to be really tough, at least in my opinion, to start McKissick over uh, Taylor. Of course, you know, it could easily go one way where Taylor gets shut down by Miami and McKissick breaks along, you know, um, receiving touchdown against the Falcons. And then, you know, Blue's looking like a genius if he plays McKissick and he outscores Taylor, because I don't think a lot of people will be making that call. But, um, you know, he's 0-3, maybe looking to make some changes. And his other running back being Chase Edmonds, who has not been, like, putting up profound numbers for Arizona, but is, you know, still very productive currently. Uh, RB 17. If you go look at his um his weekly performances, he has yet to score a touchdown. Uh, he has yet to do anything over his highest rushing was in week one. He got 63 yards, but he's putting up scores of 22, 17, 22. So not world beaters, but certainly um, productive enough to be useful in going up against a team like the Rams, who have just been you know lighting the world on fire with their new quarterback. Matt Stafford, also on Blue's team, uh, Chase Edmonds receiving work could see an uptick just out of necessity on the Cardinal side. So he could see a good day for uh, Chase Edmonds there. And what I'm really, really hoping finally happens is that uh, you get the breakout from from Robert Woods also on Blue's team. He now has Woods after the trade with me and um, being on the same team as Stafford. As soon as Woods gets involved in the offense, it's going to be a nice you know, combo for Blue's team. And after what Cooper Cup has been doing these first three weeks, you know, the defenses have got to start making adjustments. They've got to try to start taking him out of the game so that they, you know, the Rams have to beat them with somebody else. And Robert Woods is still very capable. And I know that he can be that person, maybe not doing what Cooper Cup is doing per se, catching a multi-touchdown, you know, 100 yard plus games, but there are going to be games where Robert Woods is like the leading receiver on the team. And I think this could be uh, the first time we see that. But uh, further down, uh, everything looks pretty evenly stacked. Uh, the Buccaneers defense for blue against New England, who with a rookie back can struggle. And the Bills uh, really with a good matchup going up against Houston. 
I think I saw the Bills are currently 16-point favorites going up against the Texans, so you're expecting a lot of things out of that Buffalo uh, defense. But right now, as we stand, um, you know, Chase got off to the slow start, so that's really making it difficult and uh, to pick him moving forward. So this week, I'm going to have to give the slight edge uh, to Blue, hopefully coming away with his first win of the season. Next up, we have Dan versus Drew. Dan sitting at one and two currently. Drew at two and one. The projections have this one really, really close. Drew currently projected 144. Dan projected 142. And um, it's going to, you know, like most games, it's really going to start at the quarterback position and see which guy can uh, can carry the team. I, It's hard to imagine that uh, this week, Tom Brady going back to New England for the first time, that he doesn't just try to light that place up and just sort of show, you know, what he can still do. I don't think he left with a ton of malice. I don't think he had anything left to prove in New England. He went where he wanted to go because he's at the point of career where he could just do whatever he wanted to do. And it was his time to get paid after kind of taking lower contracts than most quarterbacks of his uh, pedigree all those times in New England. So obviously Belichick knows him better than anybody. So maybe they're able to hold him in check, but with all the weapons that he has and uh, Gronk going to be back in New England too, you got to think they're going to really want to put on a show uh, in that stadium. So I'm expecting big things from Brady and it could be big things from um, Justin Herbert on the other side for Dan as well, going up against the Raiders. The Raiders have been surprisingly uh, productive, currently leading that division that the Chargers are also in. So the Chargers are going to be fighting hard to win that game and get more of a hold on first place in that division. But um, you know, it's going to be a little bit of a question is Herbert going to be the right play for Dan? And so like, it's not really, um, you know, one, significantly better than the other but it could be a situation where you play one you get a good game but you set the guy who gave you a great game with uh Jalen Hurts sitting on the bench due to play Kansas City uh whose defense has not been you know stellar uh in their own right you know you saw last week it was Justin Herbert who you know lit up the Chiefs and carried them uh to a win and the thing that Jalen Hurts offers is his ability to to run the ball and get outside the pocket. And we saw what uh, Lamar Jackson was able to do when he played the Chiefs two weeks ago and beat them. So the Chiefs are currently sitting one and two. Uh, I'm not expecting the Chiefs to lose this game against the Eagles, but because, you know, the Chiefs offense is what it is, the Eagles are going to need to keep up. And that's going to be, uh, you know, the weight of that's going to be on Hertz's shoulder. So maybe they keep him in check, but I could really see uh, Jalen Hurts putting up a big week against the Chiefs. So we'll see um, if the call Dan makes there is going to be the right one. But who Dan might really be looking at to carry his team is, uh, you know, the 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 workhorse back of the league, Derrick Henry, um, capable of you know putting up monster numbers any week. But then you go look at his matchup this week, and he's playing the Jets. And goodness gracious, if he ends up as the running back one on the week, I don't think anybody's going to be surprised. So probably expecting a lot of points, a lot of carry from Derrick Henry in that matchup on uh, Dan's side of the ball. And, uh, you know, it's probably going to be, you know, I mean, he'll need all the points he can get. I mean, with uh, his number one receiver, Allen Robinson, on the struggling offense of uh, Chicago, it's hard to really count on him to turn in a big performance, even though they're playing Detroit. You know, he should be capable of doing that. It's just hard to anticipate or plan for that right now with how they've been going. And um, hopping back over to Drew, who's going to choose to roll out uh, Odell Beckham in his uh, second start back since, uh, since his injury. He had a good, good showing last week, not great, uh, but he was involved. He was there, and uh, Jarvis Landry's still on the IR. So uh, Odell Beckham is the number one receiver for Cleveland going up against Minnesota, who has been you know putting up a lot of points with their offense. So Cleveland's going to have to be keeping up. They like to run the ball first, but um, Beckham could become very necessary in that matchup. 
the the difficult uh thing for for drew after the first three weeks is like what's it going to take to play brandon cooks because yeah houston's terrible and they're playing the bills who uh did uh you know a great job shutting down washington last week but brandon cooks has done nothing but turn in you know 20 point performances every week of the season he's currently the wide receiver six on the year so probably don't expect that to hold the whole season but you know, another week that you don't play him, another 20 point point, another 20 point game on your bench, it's going to be getting harder and harder. And, you know, as soon as, soon as you choose to put him in your lineup, that's when he's going to throw up a goose egg or something terrible. So it's a little, that's a little tricky to try to plan that out. And also surprise performer on Drew's bench as well has been Corderell, Corderell Patterson, currently RB9 on the season. I heard uh, this morning that he has the I think it was the same amount or one more reception. No, it was the same amount of receptions as DeAndre Hopkins and one more yard from scrimmage than uh, Alvin Kamara. So those are the performances that Cordero Patterson has been putting up. And so uh, last week, Washington, you know, they really did hold uh, Antonio Gibson in line. It was just one big receiving touchdown that sort of broke that game open for him. So probably not a big, big game from uh, Patterson, but he is slowly becoming, uh, you know, the number one running back for the Falcons. But all that being said, looking at the head-to-heads, I really think Tom Brady is just going to go nuts in New England. It's hard to bet against him in that setting. So Drew is my pick in this matchup. All right, next up, we have Tommy versus Nick. Tommy 1-2. and two. Nick currently sitting at a comfortable 3-0. and oh. uh, Though looking at the projections, you wouldn't have th- thought it, about Nick's team. Tommy currently projected to finish 153. Nick projected uh, just a small 131. And uh, some of those points that he's missing are looking at the players like uh, like Philip Lindsay for Houston going up against Buffalo. Uh, like we, like I said, you know, a minute ago, Buffalo's favored by 16. So Houston projected to be behind. They have Philip Lindsay, they have Mark Ingram, they have Rex Burkhead. Like there's a lot of running backs down there. It's kind of tough to project who's going to be the guy who really maybe falls into the end zone or gets a uh, bulk of the work on any given week. And then, um, in a wide receiver position, Terrence Marshall for the, for the Panthers, um, He's been there, is all I can really say. I mean, he's uh, he's got six, five, and ten point performances uh, so far this season. Granted, Robbie Anderson hasn't been doing much either, but Terrence Marshall is still the th- number three in that offense behind DJ Moore and Robbie Anderson. So, I think it's just a lack of options right now uh, for Nick. If you go down and look at his bench, I mean, obviously McCaffrey is is out. I don't really know why he's still holding on to Gus Edwards because he's out for the year and he's not coming back. So it's a good time to, to cut him and try to pick up somebody else who might turn into a productive uh, member of your team. Um, is this AJ or is this Antonio? I always have to double check the A Brown. So AJ Brown uh, was injured last week. Still not 100% sure if he's coming back. Obviously, if he is, I'm sure uh, Nick will instantly uh, plug him in place of Terrence Marshall in that starting lineup. But that's probably where a lot of those points are missing for Nick's projection. Uh, meanwhile, Tommy, his, uh, his week got started last night with two good performances from his uh, Bengals players, Joe Mixon and Tyler Boyd. Tyler Boyd benefiting from the absence of T. Higgins in that receiving core, really stepped in and soaked up all those targets from uh, Joe Burrow and their win against Jacksonville. And then everywhere else, uh, you know, it's looking like pretty good matchups for Tommy. He has Derek Carr, who's been, you know, the surprisingly um, productive quarterback so far this season, currently quarterback nine. Uh, with great games, you know, each of the of the three weeks. And then 
Uh, Stefan Diggs has not quite been what you drafted him to be, but he's, he's seeing a lot of air yards. He's heavily involved. It's kind of one of those things. It's just a matter of time before he really has his breakout big game. And against Houston, uh, it could come. The question mark for Tommy would be how involved will Alexander Madison be if Dalvin Cook is um, you know, back to being a starter for Minnesota. If Cook is there, maybe they have him on a snap count, but um, typically they're, they're going to hold a guy back in any way, shape, or form. They just won't play him. So if he's active, they're going to be using him as much as they want to use him, and that could be bad news for uh, for Madison. So the pivot uh, in that situation for Tommy would have to be uh, Damian Harris or Eli Mitchell. Damian Harris for New England uh, going up against Tampa Bay, who's been shutting down anyone and everyone at the running back position. And then the currently questionable uh, Eli Mitchell from his um, injury for the for the 49ers. So not uh, a lot of great pivot options, but if uh, Dalvin Cook comes back and takes all that work away uh, that Madison saw last week, then it could be uh, better than, you know, taking your shot and playing Madison uh, behind Cook. But either way, uh, after the start Tommy got last week and the struggles Nick has in his lineup currently, I got to go with uh, Tommy right now to come out on top in this one. Next up, we have Mike versus Nate. Uh, we'll start with the unfortunate start uh, for Mike that he saw last week, and, uh, or not last week, last night with the Thursday night game and DJ Chark uh, not being able to turn in any uh, points for him. The report is that he suffered a fractured ankle during Thursday's matchup. So he is out. He is not coming back anytime soon. So Mike's going to have to look to uh, pick up somebody else and replace up Chark, you know, come waivers next week. But right now he's got a, a goose egg on his flex spot that he's going to have to battle back from. Who's he going to use to do that? Well, it might be the aforementioned Dalvin Cook uh, against Cleveland. If he is back, if he is healthy, they are going to feed him the ball as much as they can. Uh, but how much and how effective he'll be is a big question mark going up against, um, you know, pretty good front line in Cleveland. And then uh, his other running back also questionable. Daryl Henderson missed um, last week with his, uh, I think it was ribs, bruised ribs injury. And that's really, that's just a, a pain threshold kind of thing. So if he gets going in the game and if he gets popped one good time on those ribs, he might be out. He might not be coming back in. So it's going to be a tough, tough Sunday for Mike. If uh, those two running backs can't really show up and perform uh, on top of the, the goose egg that got him started on Thursday. Meanwhile, for Nate, uh, he was the beneficiary of another good performance from uh, Robinson in Jacksonville got a almost 30 point game, 78 yards, two rushing touchdowns was, um, you know, the big point getter for him in that Thursday night game. Also Jamar chase first game. He hasn't called it a, a touchdown this season, but still 77 yards uh, for a decent showing. And, uh, for chase, like every week's going to start and end with, uh, his Aaron Rodgers Devontae Adams, uh, combination. So going up against Pittsburgh, you know, Pittsburgh got beat last week by Cincinnati. So you got to think that, uh, Rodgers and Adams are going to be able to get it done against that defense. And then the big surprise last week was what, um, the Pittsburgh running back that has Najee Harris was really able to do. He saw, uh, 19 targets in the running back position, 19. So that might've been partially because Deontay Johnson was not there for the, for those short outs for, Big Ben Roethlisberger, but um, he is not the quarterback that he once was, and he is needing all the help he can get to get the ball out of his hands quickly. And Najee really fit the bill for that uh, last week. So if even if he sees half of that volume that he saw last week, Najee is going to be a big, big uh, performer for the rest of the year for Nate. So with that, with Rodgers and Adams, also with Gronkowski at tight end, you know, going up into New England, I think it'll be a big week uh, for Nate, and I think Nate definitely comes out on top uh, in this one. 
And then lastly, uh, arguably the matchup of the week, myself versus Randall, me currently sitting two and one, Randall at a three and oh, this is really a battle for who might be sitting uh, close to atop the standings after the end of this week. And, you know, obviously I'm going to favor myself, you know, you, you trust yourself, you believe in yourself, you try to speak it into existence, but just for the sake of uh, breaking it down, you know, we have the number three and number four quarterbacks going head to head, Randall with Patrick Mahomes, myself with surprising Kirk Cousins, who was not drafted to be the number four overall quarterback at this point in the year, but I'm enjoying every bit of it. And if you listen to um to to yesterday's episode with the interview, I touched on, you know, what I think my team's going to be able to do in this coming week. But just to recap, uh, I think my running backs have a good chance. I have, you know, one going against Atlanta. I have Kamara going against the Giants. I have Montgomery going against Detroit. I think all those guys have a chance to put up uh, good numbers. DJ Moore has been consistent for Carolina as Dallas. And then uh, Metcalf, um, who popped up with a foot injury. So we'll, hopefully that won't sideline him or be too much of an issue. But um, if uh, Tyler Lockett also dealing with an injury, if Lockett perhaps isn't able to go, then Metcalf becomes like the guy against San Francisco. So I expect big things from my team this week. For Randall, you know, he has uh, Nick Chubb, who's leading the league in um, 15-yard rushes or 15-yard-plus rushes so far this season. So he's um, he's a big bruising back. Everybody knows that. doesn't matter who he's playing. Uh Question for Randall would be like, um, how much can you rely on Miles Sanders? Like last week for Philadelphia, he touched the ball, I think it was eight times. It was like the coach just forgot about him and didn't want to get him involved at all in their loss to Dallas. So maybe they write that ship against Kansas City this week. Uh, Lord knows they'll probably be needing all hands on deck, anyone they can possibly have uh, to get involved to help, you know, keep up in that game. But it's not really what you wanted to see from one of your starting running backs last week. Uh, Keenan Allen has been great for uh, the Chargers, though not as great as Mike Williams. So maybe we'll start to see a shift in coverage that maybe he will get a bit more open and people start really favoring Williams, at least in those red zone uh, situations. Williams is a slightly bigger wide receiver who can really go up and uh, win those 50-50 jump balls. But um, for Randall, it really kind of starts and ends with his surprise wide receiver one in Cooper Cup, who has just been doing unbelievable things for the Rams so far this season. I mean, in uh, week one, it was 108 yards and a touchdown. Week two, 163 yards, two touchdowns. Week three, 96 yards and two touchdowns. Like, Cooper Cup is Matthew Stafford's number one option. He's going to keep looking his way uh, time after time, and it's going to be up to the defense to take him out of the game. Otherwise, they're just going to keep doing what they've been doing. So even if he comes down a little bit, like, uh, it's kind of hard not to imagine that he's not going to be continuing to put up at least like 20 point games week after week. So big game uh, Randall will need from him uh, to be able to come out on top in this one. In my opinion, the other big question for Randall is, I mean, maybe this will be shooting myself in the foot, but uh, like why he continues to start the Texans defense. I mean, going up against Buffalo in Buffalo this week, I can't really imagine that's the best option for him. In fact, like I went and checked the Tennessee Titans defense is out on, you know, waivers or like you know free pickup right now and they're playing the jets so it's probably a much better matchup than the texans against the bills but you know it's randall's team he can do how he wants to do but um whether he changes whether he doesn't speaking into existence i'm going to walk away with a win and uh moving on to a three and one record but that is the last one that will do it for us uh, i'm gonna go ahead and sign off here and get my weekend started it is it's 3 p.m on my side of the world hope all y'all are doing well i think i saw nate on vacation down in uh florida with his family so hopefully nothing substantial happens to his team that he doesn't get a chance to make the necessary changes but everybody else wish you the best of luck and uh touch base with you next week later